It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, episode five. On today's episode, one chilled out grandma, unlucky flights, ending up in a Thai prison, and the Greek Titanic. Buckle up, baby, let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. Ahoy! Ahoy, ahoy. Welcome back to the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Christine. And this is episode five, and we're still alive. Yes, we are. Welcome back, Voyagers, to another episode. We are very excited to be here today in sunny California. It's supposed to be cooling down, but the weather's getting better. Yeah, I know. It's still so hot. It's like mid-70s. I think it was 80 yesterday. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I want my fall. Yeah. We had to close the windows so we don't get the noise of the trucks, but it's getting stuffy in here. That's when you know it's too hot in October, but we're excited. I want to wear sweaters. Yeah. 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 And we're going down to Mexico soon when it's going to be very hot down there. Yeah, I know. I'm never getting my autumn weather. We have some fun adventures coming up. We do. We are off to Carmel next week. Yes, we are. The on sleepy Tuesday. little seaside town. Sorry, you know, we're just going to give you a quick update on what we're doing, seeing as we are the travel experts and we haven't been doing much travel lately. So we're, we're excited to get back on the road and, and hopefully, I mean, we love stories that don't go right. This is what that this podcast is about. But if everything goes fine, we'll be all right with that. Yeah, we'll be fine. I, especially in Carmel. I just want to wine taste and be by the ocean and eat food. Yeah, I think we might record next week's podcast from Carmel. Fun. Yeah, it's a sleepy little seaside town on the Carmel coast. Carmel by the sea. Carmel by the sea in California. But we've got an exciting episode today. We've got lots of great stories. Personally, I think this is my best story. Okay. Yep. I think this one might be one of my best. It's very good. Mm. We'll see whose is better. Okay. You and guys you can, can vote. You guys can also vote and tell us who who told it better as well. Oh, that's an intense competition. Yeah. So we are doing a little catch up on what we've been up to. We are going to do take a look at what's in the news or what was in the news. Maybe. What have we been up to? Well, right before we recorded this podcast, we captured two spiders. Oh, we did capture two spiders. One of which was so big. Oh my God. It was crazy. Yes. We were setting up our podcast studio in the room and two very, uh, to be fair, I'm Australian and I do know spiders. This one was pretty big. It was very big. The other one was small. I wasn't so worried about that. But it's funny because I went downstairs to get a cup for the first spider. And for some reason was like, I'll bring up two cups. And there ended up being two spiders. You just knew. My clairvoyance. Your spider senses were tingling. <gasps> My spidey sense. You might have been bitten. Now you're radioactive. Oh, God. Oh, well. Yeah. So that's what we've been up to today. We've been capturing spiders and releasing them. Into yes. Catch and release catch program. And release. I mean, we're not heathens. We didn't kill them. We just threw them out the second story window. That's it. But we're off to Carmel tomorrow. We might even record next week's episode from Carmel. Uh, and then in a couple of weeks, we're going down to Mexico. And a lot of our friends who are listening to this and family are also going to be joining us. And we're very excited because we are getting married. We are, and I just found out that we're like three weeks out, and my dad hasn't gotten his passport yet. So oh, that's fun. Wow, we could do. I'm sure we could do a passports episode. Maybe your dad can oh. fe- feature on our episode. That would be good. Yeah. Okay. So you know, you can expedite passports, but Bob probably wants to get a bit of a move on. Yeah, move it up, Bob. Move it on. Move it on. Move it on up. Move it on. Moving on up. What's yeah. that? With the Jeffersons? I think so. Moving on up. Yeah. Today's should we episode, move on over to should, some travel stories? We should stop rambling and just move straight into the stories. You know the format, guys. What's in the news or what was in the news? Maybe, hopefully, within the last year. But who knows? Maybe it was uh, short stories from years ago. 
Then we're going to jump into some big, crazy stories. Christine's got a wowsy, a woozy. I got a doozy. A doozy, that's what it is. A woozy? Yeah, I don't know. It's not woozy. It's not a woozy. Christine's got a doozy. And I've got a very funny one as well. I'm very excited about telling this. I think it's my best one. Okay. So let's jump into what's in the news. I'm going to go first. Okay. Because I've been wanting to share this one for a couple of weeks. And it's just a short one, but I thought it was pretty funny. I've called it Granny Ice Queen. Ooh, I love it already. Did you title yours? You always title yours. I always forget to title. Why don't you tell me before? I don't remind you because we're just repeating things here on the podcast. I title mine. Christine goes, oh, you always title yours. Well, it doesn't really seem necessary. So I think I might just stick with my path of not titling. Okay. And I'll get the extra points for titling mine. Okay. Such a teacher. Granny Ice Queen. One point what to me. is this about? Okay. So this story goes back to February, late February of this year, 2019, with 77-year-old Texas grandmother, Judith Streng. She was traveling to Iceland. You know, everybody loves to go to Iceland these days. People love Iceland. That Ooh. got so hot. So hot. Ooh. Not, oh, sorry. Yeah. I did not mean to make that pun. Yeah, that was a terrible pun. But I did. Yeah, but you did. I went there. But it did. A couple of years ago, a lot of uh, bloggers and folk went to Iceland. Blue Lagoon. Some folk. Some folk. You know, we love folk over here. We do. So <laughs> uh, blew up. Blue Lagoon didn't literally blow up, uh, but people love that place. They Iceland do. got huge. So... Judith Strang decides that she wants to go to Iceland with her son, Rob. Nice little mother-son trip. Mother boy. Mother boy. Arrested Development fans. While on her travels, she stopped at Diamond Beach in, and I literally, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that we cannot pronounce uh, destinations. We suck. We suck. This one is like J. It's got the O with the two dots on top of it. Okay. Uh, uh, it's got other dashes. It's got things. It's called Jocoloración. Mm-hmm. That sounds more Spanish, but it's in Iceland. Okay. She stops there to admire the icy shores. So just like Diamond... I mean, maybe it's called Diamond Beach because instead of sand, the ice oh. and the snow is kind of shines like diamonds. Okay. I'm just making that I up. I love that. Let's hmm. go with it. Yeah. The icy shores. So old Granny Judith, she spots this icy chair type thing, kind of like a throne. You Ooh, know, not the iron throne. An the, ice chair? The icy throne. Okay. Who will be king or queen? Uh, and she stops and she decides she, it's the perfect spot for her son to snap a picture of her. Mm-hmm. So she sees a couple of other people lounging around. It's kind of like a kind of like a bench cherry type thing, but it's made out of ice, kind of like a little iceberg. Okay. She sees some girls taking pictures there. So she thinks, hey, I'm on holidays. Let my hair down. You know, she's living her best life. You live your let, best life, let, lady. Let me jump on this icy throne and take a picture. He jumps on her. His son starts snapping a couple of pictures. She's laying back on this icy throne like a boss. I mean, you should see the pictures. I need to see a photo of You this. do need to see the photos. They are amazing. And next thing, she starts to feel the throne wobble a little bit. Oh, no. And she's, whoa, okay. It's wobbling a little bit. Don't know what's going on here. Next thing she knows, a large wave comes in, breaks the <gasps> iceberg away from the shore. No. And she starts drifting away on this iceberg. Oh, my God. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. So while mum is slowly slipping out to sea, Rob is snapping, you know, snaps a couple of pictures of her that he later sends to his daughter and says, lost her kingdom when she drifted out to sea. Oh my God. So that's her granddaughter. Uh, Then he quotes, uh, then he says, no joke, a Coast Guard rescuer had to save her and bring her back to shore. (gasps) That's actually scary. Yeah. So she is in frigid ice water. 
no doubt. On well, her she's throne. not in the water. She's because she's on this throne. But basically, she's sitting on this throne, and next thing she knows, she's just drifting slowly away. Oh, bye, so, Granny. Yeah. So you know, a couple of pictures. Pictures are very cool. Um, very. Oh, very cool. Mm, very cool. Very cool. It, the granddaughter tweeted it out. It got 177,000 likes and 71,000 wow. retweets. It made the local Damn. news. And the rescuer was Randy LeCount, a boat captain from Florida. And she said, uh, she seemed actually pretty chill about the whole oh ordeal. Oh, my God. She said, you Grown. know, I always wanted to be a queen. I mean, come on. That was my chance. You go, girl. Live it up, lady. And then That's re- awesome. And then in response to people getting, obviously people had a bit of a laugh. Maybe not necessarily at her expense, but definitely had a laugh. Uh, in her response to that, she said, being so popular is wild. It's wild. So that was my granny ice queen. I'm guessing there were a lot of like Game of Thrones references, like Mother of Dragons kind of situation. Mother of Icebergs. Mother of Icebergs. Yeah, I'm going to pull up the picture you can see. You should go and just type in, if you just type in Grandma Iceberg, you'll see the picture. Grandma Iceberg. Oh my gosh, she looks hella chill. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so this isn't super like a throne. It's more like a lounge chair. Like a chair, yeah. Like a chaise. A chaise. Like a, yes, a chaise. It's like if it was a recliner. She looks like she's just kicking it. Yeah. She's having like a nice little vacay. She's probably like, finally, I'm by myself. I'm just out in the middle of this ocean. I just want to relax. No family, no kids screaming. And then somebody rescues her. She's like, just leave me here. How would you feel though as you were drifting away on this tiny little iceberg, just floating further and further away from the shore? I would feel great. Give me, give me some time, alone time. I need some relaxation <laughs> on that iceberg. That sounds really nice. Okay, <laughs> so that was Granny Ice Queen from late February 2019. And I thought it was a fun little story just to start our episode off today. That is so funny. Mm. I have another story, but I think we've both got... You've got it in the news, don't you? I have two in the news. Two in the news. So I'm going to let you do both of yours. Okay. Well, I'm not going to let you. I'm going to suggest. I'm going to do them. You're going to do them. Mm -hmm. And then I have another one, but I'm going to save it because we we both have really very interesting... I know my story is very funny today. Okay. Mine is not as funny, but it's very interesting. Okay. Well, they could take a bit longer. So I'm going to hold off my last in the news and if we run over time, I'm going to do it next week. Okay. Love it. Sound good? All right. Tell me what's been happening in the news. Happening in the news. In the news. In, in the news. Um, should we make, a, should we make of, a jingle um, for in the news? What is it? That reminds me of Fight of the Concords. Me and you. Da, da, da. Da, 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 uh, yeah. da, da, da. <laughs> Flight, and Con- Flight of the Concords. A fantastic so New Zealand duo music. Me and you in the news. Maybe that will be our, uh, we can make a little jingle for in the news. Okay. Also, if Jermaine and what's his face want to make us a jingle. Sorry. Brett. Brett. If they want to make us a jingle. I don't know what they're doing now, but. Killing it probably. Probably. I hope so. So these are my in the newses. In the newsies. Amazing movie. Christian Bale. Go out and watch it immediately. Refuse to. Hate musicals. Hate musicals. It's so good. I'm going to make you watch it because it is incredible. Not a fan of musicals. Putting it out there. Just everybody. Come and support me. Okay, fine. Hashtag no musicals. Oh my God. Hashtag newsies if you're on my team. Anyway, so these news articles come from our friend, Chris Waddle. Thank oh, you. Chris? Our homie, who hey, is Chris. a great photographer. Go check him out. 
Um, and he sent these to us on Instagram on our at not so bon voyage Instagram account. And thank you. It's really nice. Yes. And if you would like to be featured on the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, make sure that you hit us up on Not So Bon Voyage. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. Make, nice. I am very lazy, so do my work for me and find me some news stories. Oh. It's really convenient. It was very convenient. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. So the first story is about a woman who is on a, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to pronounce this airline flight, airline, uh, Xiamen, Z, or sorry, X-I-A-M-E-N. It's Chinese. I am pronouncing it wrong. Is it like, I apologize. In, sorry, another, another Arrested Development uh, reference. Is it like the Shamali top? It might be like the Shamali top. <laughs> it might be, that might be how you pronounce it. Xiamen, Shamali. Something in between those two. Mm-hmm. And they're going from Wahoon to Lanzhou, China. It starts with an X. And it has a female passenger. And she is on the plane. The plane is grounded. But she is feeling that it's very stuffy in the plane. Okay. So what are you going to do? It's what stuffy. you got to open up, crack a window. You're going to get a loose fan or something Le- like that. You need some. Oh, yeah. That's good. But she, instead, she decides to open the emergency exit door. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why not? Um, so, yeah, apparently it's physically impossible to open that door the way she did it at cruising altitude. But because they were on the ground, she was able to open it. And she just said she needed some fresh air. So she did opened it. Did the slide come down? Uh, let's see. Yes. It did? Yes. Oh, my God. I... Oh, no, wait. Actually, I'm not sure. But when I was researching this story, it took me to a story from June. So this story was in September of this year. And then in June, a passenger at Manchester Airport thought the emergency exit was the door for the bathroom. Oh, okay. As you do. Yeah. So this was also when the um, plane was grounded. But she opened the door and the emergency slide inflated. That is awesome. Yes. And then she proceeded to go to the bathroom down the slide. Yeah, exactly. She's like, this is a this long is a toilet, very, but This okay. is a very breezy. Ooh, so breezy. Where's the toilet paper? <laughs> but isn't it hard to open emergency doors? I, Whenever I'm on a plane, I always look at those doors and I get stressed out thinking, like, what if somebody just popped them open? Right. But I guess there must be some kind of locking mechanism. I don't know if you can really open them when they're up in the air. I would... when would you ever use that feature? Well, never. You would get sucked out of the plane. Yeah, exactly. So why would you ever do that? So I think they only open when you're on the ground or on sea. I would hope so. Yes. I'm sure that there is some kind of special red button that the pilot or pilots press that unlock the unlock. Yeah. Well, apparently the woman was told, don't push this button. It'll open the door. And she pushed the button anyway. She's a badass. So she knew what was going on. She knew. She knew. But the lady with the bathroom, she just thought it was the bathroom. Okay. She must Hell, have been so confused when she opened that door. Surely she must have taken something and been like woken up yeah. groggy and then be like, oh, I need to do the bathroom. Ambient. Ambient. Definitely ambient. When in doubt, blame Ambient. When in doubt, hashtag blame Ambient. Anyway, so that was my first story. And then Did my she get in s- trouble? Um, I didn't write that down, so I don't know. Yeah, let's just say she did. I don't have a follow-up, but... Let's transition to my next story, which was in February, in which an older Chinese man was uh, getting onto his flight from Anqing to Kunming in China. I probably didn't pronounce those right. Two places we are very familiar with. Never been to China. Apologies. So this older Chinese man... Don't speak Mandarin or Cantonese. Yes, that's true. If you want to correct my pronunciation, you can just send me a voice message on Instagram. (laughs) Why not? 
Go for it. So this is an older Chinese gentleman who was boarding the plane, wanted a bit of good luck for his flight, so he decided to throw some coins into one of the plane's engines before his flight. So you can just picture the man walking down the tarmac, tossing some coins over his shoulder, and uh, getting getting some good luck from that, I guess. And what happened to the plane? Um, so I guess they figured it out because they saw some of the coins on the ground in front of the engine. They were like, what the hell? Was it, was the was the jet running? I don't know. It didn't say. Okay. So, but small objects can cause serious damage to the engines. Yes. Yes. But do you know what airline he was on? Air China? No. What airline? Lucky Air. Lucky Air. Mm-hmm. Wow. He was just going. He needed extra luck. This man is very superstitious. And the airline said that the coins caused about $21,000 in damages, and it delayed over 160 passengers. But this is not the first time this has happened. A Lucky Air flight was delayed in October of 2017 because an elderly Chinese woman also threw coins in the engine. And Is this a trend? And then in June of 2017, I kept reading articles that was like, but this isn't the first time, but this isn't the first time. I went on this like spiral. In June of 2017, an 80-year-old woman was taken into custody in China for also throwing coins into the engine. So is this the Chinese version of throwing coin like a penny into a pond? I think so. Or wait, you throw pennies into ponds? Well, You mean like a fountain? A fountain. Okay, fountain, okay. Yeah. I was like, you're not supposed to throw that into no, a no, pond. No, no, into a fountain. I think like the Trevi fountain. Remember mm, that in Italy? In Italy. Yeah. You throw, what is it? You, you're supposed to throw a coin over your right or left or just shoulder? Right. Something right like shoulder. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw a coin. So this is a very famous fountain in Rome, Italy, if you've been. It's called the Trevi fountain. And it's, it's thousands, hundreds of people there. Thousands. Featured in the Lizzie McGuire movie obviously obviously featured in one of our travel vlogs but you Mm -hmm. take a coin and the idea is that if you throw a coin over your shoulder into the trevi fountain it means that you will come back to rome yes yes and i'm sure you probably get good luck and salutations all that good stuff mixed in there okay so you go to rome and you throw a coin over your shoulder into a fountain you go to china and you throw a fistful of pennies into an engine yeah so why not yeah just live your best life. That makes me think of, speaking of things going into engines, it makes me think of that conversation we had. This goes back to 2015 when we were in the Philippines mm-hmm. and we were volunteering in, in Tacloban and we met Mark and Ichaso. Yes. And they work for... Boeing. Boeing. No, they work for Rolls-Royce. Oh, they work for Rolls-Royce. Well, they did work for Rolls-Royce, who make the engines for Boeing. For, yes. Anyway. For planes. For planes. It's... They're involved in engines for planes. That's the point of the story. Yes, and we it were is. talking to them about how much uh, can how much a jet engine can withstand mm-hmm. stuff. And birds can go through a jet engine and it can still be functional. Right? That's why I'm surprised that the coins would cause such but problems. But remember he said Mark said that one of the worst things is ash. Like mm-hmm. volcanic ash because it clogs up the engine. Right. So but what about coins? Um, I imagine they that would be terrible for it. But if a bird, like a bird, flew into an engine, it was like, come out yeah. like a wood chipper. Yeah, but then at a certain point, the bird becomes small pieces. Like, what about its beak? It just gets smashed up. Yeah. But, oh, I guess because coins are so, like, such a strong yeah. element. 
I don't know. But yeah, I can they imagine... also told us that planes can withstand so much turbulence. Like you could literally be going vertically up and down and it would be totally fine. So that always makes me feel better being on a plane. And they also said, just while we're on a bit of plane trivia and speaking of engines, that a plane can lose one of its engines and they can land it pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. And I think they might have even said, don't quote me, that a plane can technically land with no engines, but it's very difficult. I'm going to quote you. Yep. Julian Hatfield said this. Um, But a plane can land with one engine. Wow. So if an engine does blow, a plane can make not necessarily an emergency, like, oh, God, let's get into panic. But it can land and be like, oh, you know, we've got to to land. That happened to me once when I was a child. We were flying to Hawaii and we got almost halfway there and they said we lost an engine so we're going to have to turn around. They told you they lost an engine? Yes. I feel like that would be terrifying. I mean, it kind of didn't feel, it was like, oh, this is annoying. But apparently like. (laughs) This is annoying. We could be in a deathly plane crash. (laughs) Oh, this is so annoying. I want to be in Hawaii. So yeah, but we were fine. You th- so question if you're already halfway why don't you just keep going right we so we were almost halfway mm. so it didn't make sense which was extremely annoying just one more mile oh, just keep going guys it'll be fine okay well that was funny so those are my in the news stories thank you chris waddle i i hope we're saying his last name right i hope so is it we, waddell we've never confirmed thanks we chris. did not confirm we will say thank you chris uh, we really enjoyed those stories. They're and so remember, funny. And remember, if you want your stories told, we've actually, st- and we're also starting to collect individual stories, so people's own personal stories. Chris has a good one. Our other pe- people and friends. Our other people. Our other people and our peeps and our friends and our followers and our fellow voyagers like you are sending in stories. And we're collating them. Don't worry. We are collecting them. We are putting them to good use. We're going to be putting out some episodes with listener stories very soon. Yes, and be detailed. We want to know all the dirty details. All the juicy, dirty details. So juicy. Make it juicy. That sounds so dirty. Okay, let's move on. So now we are doing our main stories. We are. We are. Who's going first? I don't know. We did not decide this beforehand. We never do. We never do. It's oh, we should do a coin toss. Yeah, and we should also toss some coins into an engine. We should do. A we coin. should toss coins into a plane engine, and whatever gets spit out heads or tails, that's who goes first. Okay. But then we have to drive to SFO. It's like mm. a whole thing. It's a whole thing. We can't be bothered it's with a that. Thing. I'll go first. Okay, that was easy. Okay. All right. So my story is called Mistaken Identity. Oh my god, I love that you name your stories. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. My story, oh man, okay, so I just this is one of those stories that just kept going deeper and deeper the more I got into it. Like and an was, onion? Like an onion. <laughs> yeah, or a hole. A hole? <laughs> oh my God, okay. <laughs> so I was trying to work out exactly how detailed to go. I'm going to keep it about medium level because it just, it just kept going. It was so fun. There were so many different things, but my story is about a man called Derek Keller. I'm going to call him Derek for the rest of the story. He's 44. He is a U.S. Navy veteran from Richmond, Texas, which I think was in the wider Houston area. And he was vacationing in Thailand in August 2018. So this goes back a bit over a year when he ran aground. He ran aground? What the hell does that mean? It was a ship reference. Oh, okay. Okay. Was a Navy, Sorry, I was just like, what the Navy hell? ship, get it. Okay. Anyway. Got it. So Derek is in Thailand and on he, he lands in Thailand with his wife. They're going on a holiday. At the time, I'll get, I'm going to get to the backstory, but in the time they're, they're in China, it's a whole thing. 
It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Derek's in Thailand, on, on, and on August 20th, 2018, he was arrested on suspicion of being a large fraudulent oh. investment organization, like leading a large fraudulent investment organization that targeted Thai citizens. <gasps> he was arrested what a under dick. the. He was. A, Oh, sorry. I've got to listen to the story okay, first. Okay, sorry. I, I make sm- snap judgments. <laughs> but hey, convince me otherwise. Okay, I'll convince you otherwise. So Derek is arrested under the pretense that he was the mastermind of a Ponzi scheme. And suddenly this traveling tourist is facing up to 35 years in prison. Wow, we. That's a, a long time. In Thai prison? Yes, in a Thai prison. Yikes. Do you know what a Ponzi scheme is? Yes, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme, right? Yes, I had to look it up. Oh, I love a good pyramid scheme. I know, scheme. I knew you'd love this story. I love cults and pyramids. Cults schemes. and pyramids. So if you, this is a very quick uh, dictionary definition because I didn't know what a Ponzi scheme was, so I had to look it up. Basically, it's a fraudulent investment scam promising high rates of return and little risk to investors. So it's like a pyramid scheme in the sense that they... Um, they take new investors' funds to pay mm-hmm. early investors back yeah. and make it seem like they're they're getting their money back and they just bring in more and more people and it's just a massive racket. So, like Bernie Madoff. I don't know who that is. Oh, well, he basically led this huge Ponzi scheme and he was arrested like five or six years ago or something. Oh, okay. So so basically, so that's he's arrested under suspicion that he's the mastermind of this huge Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. And now I learned okay. something. I learned a new word. Fun. So Keller... As well as his time in the U.S. Navy, he's also okay, done... Okay, now he's Keller before he was Derek. Okay, Who got... is he? Okay, he's Derek. <laughs> so Derek, now, now I'm going to have to make sure I don't call him Keller. <laughs> so Derek, as well as his time in the U.S. Navy, he's done a little bit of acting. Oh, I mean, who hasn't? I yeah, have, like, okay. you know. Cute. Ask Christine about her acting experience. <laughs> I'll send you my resume. You might be familiar with him in his breakout role as Office Person 1 oh. in, the, in the corporate videos for Eagle Gates Group Code Limited. I loved his work in that. He was a very good office person, way better than Office Person number 3. Oh, yeah. Not quite as good as Office Person 2. I, office Person 2 was stellar. Yeah. So you might be asking at this stage, well, who is Eagle Gates Group Code Limited? I'll just call him Eagle Gate. They are a sketch-ass investment company now defunct, that is under investigation for fraudulent activities. It all goes It's deeper. all coming around. But okay. wait, there's more. Hang on to your hearts. Yes. My hearts. Your I'll hearts. hang on to my hearts and my hats. Derek's acting career dates back to his time in China when he was approached to appear in several promotional videos over six months. So he he's from Houston or from the Texas area. Mm-hmm. He moved to China with his, with his family uh, after his wife got a job there. His wife, Tanya, they moved there in 2015. She landed a pretty sweet job. She was a lead dance instructor for some Chinese dance group. Mm-hmm. He left his trucking company behind. He's a, he's a Navy veteran. He started a trucking company. He left that behind. He joined the family in China. And while he's there, he's doing a couple of odd jobs. Yeah, I think he was bartending. And one of the things he was doing was acting. Fine. Or doing the odd acting job, you know. Do so you do th- car commercials in Japan? Well, he's in China. Okay. That's for Mean Girls. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's doing acting and, you know, being a Westerner, any kind of thing related to Westerners, you know, when they're looking for a Western face, mm-hmm. they approach this guy. So he gets approached to appear in several promotional videos over a six-month period as part of the Eagle Gates Group uh, fictional management team. Wow. So he's paid $15,000. Pretty okay. Good, pretty good amount of money. That's good. 
and he's he appears in these videos just to be like he's part of the team you know like it's one of those like hi uh have you ever wanted to invert your money into something and then there's a guy in the background like looking at stock charts going I, I i think i've seen that one yeah so uh, he's a hired actor. He's got nothing to do with the company, okay, nor any connection to it. But mm. because of his starring performance, must have really sold it. Was it was so convincing. The Thai authorities thought that he was a part of the scheme. That's hilarious. And they arrested him. So he funny. ends up in Klong Prem Prison. Klong Prem Prison. That's a tongue twister. In Bangkok, it's a maximum security prison, and it's. I looked it up. I don't think it's the Bangkok Hilton, the one that. Oh wait, what's the Bangkok Hilton? Uh, it's like another. It's like another high security prison in Bangkok. Okay, I don't know, but this is a maximum security prison. It's notorious for human rights abuses, corruption, bribery, Yikes. violence, and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Now a little background to why he was arrested. I'm going back to this company, Eagle Gates Group. It's a huge scam, and they're sort of well known at this stage along among the world as being a, a massive racket, basically. Mm-hmm. They launched in late 2016. They scammed the hell out of everybody. Mm-hmm. They eventually collapsed in April 2017. So they had a pretty pretty short Short run. They just went in hard. Uh, turns out that they were being ran out of Thailand. Oh. So this is why the Thai people were involved. Okay. So they, they were a shell organization, I think, incorporated in the US. Mm-hmm. They had this whole Western front where the white guys, we know business, we know mm. money, we know investing. So they had this whole facade mm-hmm. that they were this really, oh my God, it gets so deep. So they, this whole facade. But basically the idea is that they were running it out of Thailand by two Thai nationals and eight mm. foreigners. That's who the police were looking. Okay. So the Thai government was already on the case. They're busting nuts. They're cracking They're skulls. They're cracking nuts. They're kicking ass. Back Walnuts. in 2017 to break up the group. And by the end of 2017, they'd arrested the two Thai nationals uh, and they tried them for committing international crime and public fraud. They also put out the arrest warrants for the other eight people involved. Mm-hmm. So by this day, what? <laughs> I can't get over what you said, busting nuts. Busting nuts. I don't think that's what they were doing, but they're maybe bust, they were. We they're don't busted know. nuts. Oh, you, you, when you go to Bangkok, you bust nuts. Apparently. Okay, keep going. Back to the story. So they arrested two Thai guys. They got warrants out for the eight foreigners. Among the foreigners being sought out is the founder and CEO, allegedly, of this Eagle Gates group called Eddie McClough. This guy is... That's not a real name. Yeah. (laughs) This guy, his his little quote thing, over 12 years of diversified financial services experience, this dodgy looking bald head dude in a suit pretending to be in charge of this multi-million dollar investing company looks like the most fraudulent person you've ever seen. There's these videos that come out it's hilarious. It's like a laughing stock. There's these fake videos that they made with this guy pretending to be the CEO, this Eddie McClough, mm-hmm. with a fake CNN background as if he was on CNN being interviewed by someone. It's actually, the production value is pretty funny. The video itself is hilarious. It's it's terrible. Amazing. So while Derek did appear in several videos for the company, he's not the actor who played Eddie. Okay. But when he touches down in Thailand on a holiday. So he's living in China. He did the videos. When he touches down in Thailand for a holiday with his wife, the Thai police are basically waiting for him. They scoop him up at the Ugh. airport. They think that he's this Eddie McClough. Oh my God, that's they think so funny. that he's an actor or they, sorry, they think that he's involved in the company, mm-hmm. that he's the main guy. They thought that they caught the main guy wow. and that he's the mastermind behind this Ponzi scheme. Wow. So they, they take him. 
I mean, if the videos were that convincing, I can see why they would think that was him. He did such a good job acting. So Derek is in prison claiming his innocence and no one's listening. Oh my God, poor Derek. So he's, he's just an actor trying to get by doing so corporate he does, videos. He does, these corporate, he does these shitty corporate videos from somebody who contacts him in China. He ends up involved in this Ponzi scheme where the Thai authorities think that he's the mastermind. They arrest him. They basically think he's the main guy. I think at this stage, they, it takes a long time for him to realize that he's not actually the same person. He doesn't really look like him. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the biggest That's thing. so bizarre. But they think he's involved in the company. Where did they find his information? Like, how did no they idea. link him? No idea. Well, because mm. they've seen the videos. So they have all the faces of the people who are in the promotional videos. Mm-hmm. And so then China, think, you know, they can get anybody's face. Well, that maybe they don't think that these videos are actually fake marketing material. They right. actually think that these are people in the videos are the people who are part of the company. Mm-hmm. So they are convinced that this guy is one of the foreigners who's involved in this Eagle Group massive investment fraud ca- um, company. Right. So he's claiming his innocence and no one's listening. He makes uh, his family... It, so basically he gets arrested on August the 20th, 2018. He talks to his family on the next day on August 21st and then nobody nobody hears from him oh, like they no. know they know he's alive but nobody hears from him for the next well I'll get, I'll get into that for oh, at least 10 months his poor family so his family is reaching out so he's a he's a navy veteran his family was also involved in the military they make out these big things that you know when our country asked we we came to its call. Mm-hmm. Now we're asking our country to deliver. And his dad makes this big public speech and wow. nobody's really listening. They ask uh, US politicians like Ted Cruz. They make a call out to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. No one's really putting their hat in the ring to help this guy out. Mm-hmm. And he's basically, he's on pretrial uh, waiting for the, the Thai government to try and try him. That's crazy. And they refuse to dismiss the case and he has to go to trial. The U.S. government does come in and say that basically they can't interfere in the Thai legal process, so they don't really throw Why? much. They don't really throw much of a bone. It's just part of the due course. Huh? It's part of like what the Thai-U.S. relations or something? I mean, I guess you know if a if a traveler's over there. So this guy's traveling from the U.S. He's a U.S. citizen. He travels to Thailand, Thailand as a tourist. Mm-hmm. If he commits a crime in the eyes of the Thai the Thai government, then mm. they need to try him in their courts. Yeah. I mean, you can't just take, take somebody out. That's true. Yikes. But doesn't he have a contract he can show them, like some sort of acting contract? I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? They don't really go into much specifics as to how he got the acting gig or anything like that. Okay. There's nothing even to say that he doesn't know the people who are involved. I mean, I doubt he does, really. He's, mm. he's a paid actor. Right. So... What happens next? So basically, there there's this legal legal process. He's in prison. He is waiting to be tried. His his family's trying to make appeals. He's just waiting there. He's not really having any communication with them. The court that he's going to be tried in has a ninety five percent conviction rate <gasps> of cases, especially for foreigners. They're very non lenient on foreigners coming wow. over and fucking up. That's crazy. So they're very, you know. Uh, that he's told that if he admits his guilt, they'll go easier uh, on him. But he's sticking to his guns and being like, you know, he's got his integrity. He's like, I'm not involved in this. This is ridiculous. Oh my god, absolutely this ridiculous. Poor guy. So by this stage, they realize he's not the main guy because 
They must. Yeah. I mean, surely they must. Right. So there's, so I guess it from, from August until probably about June this year, about 10 months, there's not a lot of news in between that. But there's a few news articles in the follow-up in June 2019, so this year, that says the last time his family spoke to him was the day after his arrest. He's been in there for 10 months and he's lost up to 70 pounds. <gasps> wow, that's a lot of pounds. That's a lot of pounds. All right, now... The, prison diet. Yeah, seriously. Sorry, that's not very nice. So the reason I found this story... Now, this is, this is the good part. The reason I found this story is because as I was searching for some news articles, I actually found, as of only last week... He's been released. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank goodness. Poor Derek. I know. So so it's a really recent update. In late September this year. Oh, uh, that was, was just very recently. I know. He was finally released. Thank goodness. So he was found not guilty? Yes. He was getting a bit of media coverage, not a lot, and wasn't putting a ton of pressure, but it was definitely bringing his case to the light of like kind of how ridiculous it was. Mm-hmm. And he went to trial, and on September 30th, he was found not guilty. Wow. And after 13 oh, months in What a, a relief. After 13 months in a prison, uh in prison for a crime he didn't commit, he was finally free. Wow. Or was he? <gasps> no. No, nah, this one's not too bad. After finally being released from jail, he goes to the airport to get the fuck out of Thailand oh, and never ever and ever never, return. Never ever going back. And he's detained for overstaying his visa. No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. I would strangle them. So he has a bit of an, he has like a small issue and he's probably thinking, fuck, seriously, man, I need to get the hell out of this place. That's crazy. The US Embassy, like officials, they just kick in. They're like, uh, uh, bang, see you later. Wow. They just take care of it. Yeah. He gets on a flight to South Korea. He gets reunited with his family, uh, with his uh. wife and his daughter. And it's really like a really nice moment, but what the hell? Oh, that is crazy. And then they got him on a plane back to Texas. He got re- reunited with his family and his son was there. He's got a daughter and a son. And yeah, That's he bananas. is free, but he's free only as of, I think he made it back, today's the 12th of October. He made it back on the 8th. Wow. So like literally a few days Congratulations, ago. Congratulations, Derek. We're so happy for Good you. Good work, Derek. Yeah. So this guy's a bit of a character, actually. He, um, he did he, some would say he's a character actor. Character actor. Mm. Corporate office worker, number one. <laughs> yeah. It's, he's typecast. Yeah, he will never get another job in the industry. Yeah, I think he's done. Invest- he's oh, I mean, investment banker. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. Ponzi scheme operator. Various other uh, scammy roles. So the local news, I can't remember what it was called. There was there was one, I should give her a shout out because she actually was one of the main people covering it. Um, it was a woman, I can't remember her name. She was that blonde. really narrows it down. She was blonde. Oh, blonde woman. Oh, thank you. She was a news reporter from like the Houston area. It was like a KU station. I'm not sure. Do you think I'm supposed to know the blonde female reporters of Houston? No, I'm just saying it. Okay. Because I only know the female brunette reporters of Houston. Yeah, so obviously. She was amazing. She was one of the few people who covered it. I mean, maybe news stories were slow in the area. But it was a, it's a pretty interesting story. mm and she was one of the people who was keeping up the pressure. They had a change.org uh, petition. Oh, that's They had nice. things like that. I don't know if she ran it, but like she was covering the story and keeping it in the news. And she she covered, and they did a follow-up interview when he came back. And the guy, 
He's a bit of a unit, man. He he surprisingly is quite upbeat. How old is he? 44. 44, okay. So yeah. he's young enough to stay healthy, even yeah. though he dropped 70 pounds. Yeah, I can't imagine that the the Thai prison diet is really complimentary yeah. to weight gain. I cannot imagine. So he's actually a pretty upbeat guy. I would encourage people, if they're interested in the story, to go and look at his interview. It's quite mm-hmm. interesting. He does an in- interview with the local news and he had plenty of laughs talking about it. Like he was kind of like telling really? the story. And That's he's like, so cool. I mean, it's pretty full on as well. He's telling, he's like, oh, you know, like the prison, like, oh, the rats and the open sewage and the horrible oh. smell. Ha, ha, ha. Oh. Like he's not laughing at it, but he just has, you can sense he has a positive attitude about life. That's awesome. So he's quite happy about obviously being back. Obviously. And, but it's also really interesting to hear and kind of sad as well to hear about his experience. So he talks about the physical violence from the guards. Oh, okay. He talks about how the guards would call you over and slap you in the face, but like kind of like cup and slap your ear, whack you in the ear. Oh, my God. Talked about this one guard who would punch him in the stomach oh. every time they did cell call and like roll call. Roll call. Jesus. And he would punch him in the stomach and he would get used to it and he would like kind of like tense his stomach, wait, like anticipating this guy to punch him. And then when the guy would wait until he like relaxed and they'd punch him in the stomach and that talk about how they got so depressing. beat with canes and they just kind of fucked with you like mentally. They took away your yard time and, you know, he tried to tried to get fit in the gym and they took away the weights. And then he was training people doing CrossFit and stuff like that in the yard. And then the guards told him, you can't do, uh, you can't run around anymore because you might trip over and hurt yourself. Wow. And then they would punch him in the guts and whack him with sticks. Oh my God. So they like kind of so like awful. really like fucked with him. So he had a pretty bad, I can't imagine he had a great experience, but he has a surprisingly upbeat attitude. Well, good thing he was a Marine because he probably was very I don't know if tough. he was a Marine. He was US Navy. Oh, Navy. Okay. But yeah. Well, but well whatever. Military. Military. Yeah. yeah. He's probably got a pretty tough. He looked like, he looked like someone who could handle himself. Yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. Yeah. So well done, Derek. Welcome back. Welcome back. Literally, welcome back in the last yeah, few days. So recent, mm. very recent. Wow, good story. I'm very good story. That was took so many twists and turns. I wasn't so expected. Many Sorry, schemes. I called you a dick in the beginning, Derek. Yes, didn't didn't know the whole situation. Yes, but I'm very glad you're back home. It's poor family. Oh my god. Christine has a thing, uh, a fascination with pyramid schemes. I do. I love a good pyramid scheme. MLMs and things oh, like I that. I mean, an MLM. I mean, they're the pyramid scheme of our day. Yeah. Well, actually, MLMs have been around for a long time, but they're so they're they've come back with a resurgence Oof. recently. There's so many. Yeah. I love a good MLM yeah. story. If anybody has a travel MLM story, send it to me. It would be my crowning jewel. Christine would be forever grateful. I would be so happy. Okay, so there you go. That was a very good story. Thank you. Good job. Can I turn a light on? It's very dark in here now. Yes, you can. It's getting dark. We have our blinds down. So Christine is just going to... I'm just going to keep the... Oh, there we go. That's nice. That's nice. All right. You ready to tell your story? I am ready to rumble. My story is about WWE. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was like, okay, now this is my perfect story. Um, No, that is not what my story is about. Sorry to get your hopes up. So my story is called Christine and Heidi. Did you just make that up? No, it's just I wrote down their names at the top of the story. So that's what I'm this gonna is I'm going to need a little bit more out of you, Williams. Okay, Christine and Heidi go to Greece and have a terrible time. That's the story. Okay. That's the name. Yep, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. I probably won't work on it anymore. So, but I'm going to tell the story. Who cares what the title is? Could be anything. 
this story is about Christine Shannon, who was 32 at the time. The, sorry, this story was in 2000. Oh, so it's zero. an oldie. It's an oldie, but a goodie. It's an oldie, but definitely a goodie. And I first heard about it uh, from one of my favorite podcasts, which is called My Favorite Murder. And it's an amazing podcast. And they told this story, even though it is not a murder story. And she got the story from a show on Biography Channel called I Survived, which is an amazing uh, show this about is people a really who survive. Multi-layered Yes, but the thing about the show, so I watched the show on this story, but they also combine it with other stories, and some of the stories are extremely intense about home intruders and all sorts of really fucked up shit, and so I had to listen to some of that stuff, and it got me in a a dark place. Okay. But I'm coming back, I'm back, I'm peppy now. That's why you're in all black. That's why I'm in all black today. (laughs) I'm usually in all black. I don't have a lot of colorful clothing. Anyway, rewind back to my story. So this is about Christine Shannon, who's 32 at the time in 2000, and Heidi Hart, who is 26. They are two American friends from Seattle planning a holiday together. They're thinking about going to Mexico, um, but then they realize... Mexico, woo But um, then they realize they're going in September. It's hurricane season. They don't want to mess with that, the rain, you know. Mm. Nobody wants that. So instead, Which is why we're getting married in November. Yes, it is. Perfect time. Beautiful time to be in Mexico. So they decide instead to do Middle East slash Europe. They travel through Israel and Egypt for a couple weeks. And then they decide to treat themselves because this is their quote. They survived the Middle East. So now they just want to go on holiday to Greece. Okay. I don't know if it's very PC to say they survived the Middle East, but I can understand. You know, it's like a tough trip, and they just want to go to Greece, chill on the beach for a week, drink ouzo, party, have Eat fun. Gyros. Eat gyros. Euros? Gyros? Gyros? I feel like that I word... literally have no idea how to pronounce that. Gyro. I thought it was Hero. euro. Euro. Gyro. Gyro. Gyro? Gyro? We call it Gyro? A, we call it a kebab. Okay, we do not call it that. You call a kebab things like a meat on a stick. Yeah, like a shish kebab. Shish kebab. Yes. Why are there so many words that mean the same thing that change? What I about don't a souvlaki? Know. Do you know what a souvlaki is? Um, I know there's a restaurant called souvlaki. A souvlaki is like a Mediterranean version of a burrito. Okay, isn't that a euro? Exactly. A gyro. What's what's this all about? Is this what a conspiracy? What has this all been for? I don't know. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. If you know the answer, hit us up. Anyway, back to my story. Back to your story. They so they just want to chill on the beach in Greece. So they spend two days in Athens, and then they decide to go to the islands. They take a ferry, which is called the MS Express Semina. It's a lot of s's. It's a like a slithery snake of a. Ferry. If you had a lisp, imagine if you worked for that boat oh and you had god. a lisp. Welcome to the MS Lips Expressamina. Oh my sorry. god. If you have a lisp, I'm sorry. We're not making fun of you. We just, just think it would be a difficult job. If you have a lisp, I, I lisp sometimes. I've got mm. a little lisp, you know. Difficult, Maybe. I don't know. Lisp. If you do have one, don't ever work for that ship, though. Don't That's work for that ship. It's probably not your, you're in your wheelhouse. Yeah. But you can do many other things. Many other things. Pretty Any, much anything else. Anything that you put your mind to, except work at that shit. Except for work on the MS Express Semina, which took off. Took off? Took left? Off. Port? Launched? It launched on... I think a boat launches, doesn't it? It sounds right. Yeah. Well, it's a, yeah, a boat. Ferry, ship, same thing. 
departed. It's a departed. It departed. It departed. Departed. The ship departed on the 26th of September, 2000, year of our Lord, at 5 p.m. The boat left the port, which is called Piarius. I'm going to go with that one. I actually don't know. Um, and it had 473 passengers and 61 crew members. So there's a, a, there's a good amount of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people. It's not a little ferry. It's not a little dinky little ferry. Hmm. It's like there's a big amount of people. Um, so the girls are heading to the island of Peros, which is about five and a half hour boat ride away, which to me sounds like complete torture. Oh, you would struggle. I would hate that. Christine gets seasick. I get seasick. I love being on the ocean. I love going to islands, but I just can't be in the choppy water. I Christine can't do it. Christine will literally throw up. I she will has. throw up on you. She has. I has. I has. She has. I has, and I will again. And she will again. <laughs> so if you take Christine on a boat... She will throw up. Yes, I probably will. And various buses and maybe a car. But that's neither here nor there. And I've also thrown up on a plane. And you've thrown up on a helicopter. Yes, I have. Going over. No, no. I I threw up as I got off the helicopter. I waited. You took a helicopter over the Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. And then you got off and you threw up. Yep. That's. It was still a nice helicopter ride. Have you thrown up on every mode of transport? I think so. I threw up in the van. I threw up out the side of the window and it sprayed onto the van coming back from Burning Man. And you took two days to clean it off. Yes. Sorry if you have a weak stomach. Plane, helicopter, Helicopter. boat. Yep. Bring it on. Bring it on. But whatever. It's fine. It's neither here nor there. The girls are on this boat and they said when they left, it was a beautiful day. They were really excited to do the Greek islands. I would love to go to Greece. Oh my God. Um, that would You'd be have amazing. to fly. I would have to fly. I I always said growing up that I would love to get married on Santorini. Oh, well, I think too I saw late. an episode of Real World. Well, maybe for my second marriage, I can get married. <laughs> my wedding there. <laughs> Jk. We can renew our vows. What? We can renew our vows. Oh, renew our vows. Or that you can get lovely. married to someone else. It's up to you. Actually, I heard that Santorini is not the best island anymore. You should go to one of those smaller Just tell ones. your story. So anyway, <laughs> hey, Heidi and Christine are walking around the boat. They're checking out the view. They just happen to see some lifeboats. They're like looking at them. They're joking like, hope we don't need to use that. And they said, good thing there's no icebergs. So, you know, various banter like that. Hope we don't see a granny floating on an iceberg. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be amazing. I wish our stories like were at the same time. That would be incredible. They noticed the control paneling where all the buttons and switches and things are. They noticed it was very old and there was no captain or anybody controlling it. So they thought that was a bit odd. They also never saw the captain and they said that the crew looked really young. So all these kind of like weird things. So they were just like, huh, real seems like confidence. a weird, yeah, real vote of confidence with this ferry. So they're on the boat around six or seven. The winds start picking up. It's really windy. They almost couldn't walk around the boat and they had third class tickets. So they thought that meant they weren't allowed to go inside the boat into the interior cabin area. So they stayed outside. They said they were really cold. So they literally wrapped pieces of clothing around themselves Heidi's got a towel wrapped around her head. She's got shorts wrapped around her feet. She said people were laughing at her. We've all been there. We've been there. Remind me of the time when we were up on Twin Peaks for the meteor shower and we were really cold and we had a bag of Goodwill clothes we were donating and we, Jules wore my skirt as a scarf, something like that. I wore a jumper as a pair of pants as well. Yeah. It also reminds me of being on a plane where you 
put on a bunch of clothes so you can avoid the over baggage limit. Yes. Like that time I went to Hawaii and I had all those clothes <laughs> and I had a giant trench coat on and I was, it was so hot, like a hundred percent humidity and I was sweating. And then they were like, do you have your uh, visa for Australia? And I was like, I don't, Americans don't need a I visa. I don't need a visa. And they were like, you absolutely need a visa. And so I was just sweating my ass off. Uh, they probably thought I was a, some sort of terrorist. Unlike these girls who are freezing. And like these girls who are very cold. They start, one, Heidi starts feeling a bit seasick. Um, she decides to take a nap. Christine is reading a book. They're in the front of the boat, kind of hiding behind this like sort of pole thing to stay away from the wind. Around 10 p.m., Christine hears something about the engines change. So she thinks they're docking. So she wakes Heidi up. She says, let's grab our stuff. It's, I think we're here. So they're grabbing their backpacks or stretching. They're in the front of the boat and they look up and in their entire field of vision is a giant rock coming out of the water. So rock doesn't make it sound like a very big item, but this is actually an islet. Islet? 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 How do you spell it? I-S-L-E-T. Islet. Islet? Like an island, yeah, but like a small island. island. It Just, even has a name. It's called Poor Taste. Why don't they do Poor Taste? Poor. Poor Taste. Poor Taste. I thought you said Poor Taste. <laughs> that would be in Poor Taste if they named uh, it. You know, we hate overcomplicated words. Just call it a small island. Small island. I like Islet. It's kind of a pretty word. Okay. It's not just some boulder coming out of the ocean. Okay. It's named. It's an islet. It, it just it Poor juts taste. out. It's called Portes. It juts out more than 80 feet out of the water. Okay, so it's pretty big. It has a lighthouse on top of it, oh, which so is visible island. from seven miles away. So it's an island. So they should have seen this damn thing. It's basically the gist. They're basically heading straight for it. The girls wake up they get their backpacks they see this giant thing coming right for them they're like what the hell they said it was like out of a movie because the boat had the lights on so it was lighting up this giant rock and they were just heading straight for it like the titanic so it was pretty crazy (laughs) (laughs) um i lost my place and i'm going to look for it now for a taste they said that if they walked if they had just walked a few feet (laughs) <laughs> if they had just walked a few feet forward okay that's a tongue twister yeah. that's hard to say a few, few feet, feet forward. forward they could have reached out and actually touched the rock yeah and i don't mean dwayne johnson <laughs> dwayne the rock johnson was filming was, fast and the furious he, 16 on exactly. a boat and that's why they thought it was like a movie no it was a giant rock. They said if they had yeah, walked out a few feet forward, they could have touched the rock. Why do you keep going back to that tongue twister? <laughs> I'm moving on from the tongue twister. So the rock scraped the side of the boat, and they said it made a horrible sound. And it turns out the rock tore a six-meter long and one-meter wide hole just above the waterline. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. you got the giggles. I've got the giggles. My face is hot. <laughs> I just need one second to recuperate. (laughs) Think about those girls out in the cold. This is actually a very tragic story, so I need to bring myself back to composure. Christine has the giggles. I have the giggles. I get the giggles sometimes, and it's just uncontrollable. We talked about this in the very first episode where Christine uh, talked about laughing in very awkward moments. Yeah. If it happens to you, don't worry about it. (laughs) 
<laughs> what if, if it happens to you if you get the giggles <laughs> if you guys get the giggles <laughs> wasn't there something about a whole town that had uncontrollable laughter for like a year or something that sounds like there was probably a laughing gas leak or something there was something i'm gonna have to look that up i'll, I'll report back on that on the okay. next episode anyway the rock scrapes this huge i mean six meter long hole it's massive that's huge mm-hmm. And they, so they thought it was a joke at first. They were like, what the hell is happening? And then they realized this, it's going to sink. The boat's going to sink. Christine says, well, it took the Titanic four hours to sink. Kind of trying to make it seem like it wasn't, you know. I don't know if I'd use that as a reference point. Right? It's not a good reference point, but it is, you know, four hours. You would hope in this day and age you would be rescued before four hours. Yeah. And they were actually only two miles from the island that they were going to. Okay. So they were really close. This is about five and a half hours into the Is it what journey. time is it? Is it in the night? It's in the nighttime. It's I think it's around ten forty five PM. Do, I mean I was gonna say why do all crashes happen at night, but I guess it's probably a visibility thing. Probably. You would think. So it makes really good sense. It makes really good sense. That sense is really good. They Heidi's like, we don't have four hours. Like, this thing is going to go down fast. They're, like, switching into panic mode. They said it was absolute chaos. The ferry's taking on a lot of water. It rolls to its right side. People are running around. The lights are blinking. Women and children first. I don't know if it was that... uh, uh, Organized. Organized. I think it was just madness. They don't see any crew. There aren't any instructions in Greek or English. People are actually running up to them and asking them what to do. So there's no, nobody knows what's going on. Everybody is running to the back of the boat away from the impact, point of impact. There are lifeboats back there, so they're all crowding, trying to get on these lifeboats. A group of men run past them, and Heidi gets knocked over. So she hits her head, and she can tell she's going to go unconscious. Oh. So she's in her daze, but she really she thinks, you know, if I go unconscious, then Christine's going to have to carry my body, and it's we're not, n- neither of us are going to make it. Every girl for themselves. I mean, you know, girl, girls got to take care of their friends, you know, yeah. girl code. Heidi's, like, fighting to stay awake so that they can make it out of this. Christine realizes they can't go where everybody else is going. They're in the back of the crowd. There's not enough lifeboats. They're not going to be able to, you know, get through there. So they decide to go towards the top of the boat because the boat is, you know, starting to become more and more vertical. Mm. And at this point, they have to pull themselves up the side of the boat with the rail. They can't just walk up. They're pulling themselves up. This is really like the Titanic. It is so like the Titanic. At the front of the boat, they see a man who motions for them to come down this set of metal stairs where there's a lifeboat and nobody's on it. Well, a few people are on it, but it's not as crazy as the other side. They jump off the ferry into the boat. The boat's about 60 feet above the water and it's being lowered down. It's being lowered down into 15 foot waves. The weather had gotten really bad overnight. The waves were insane. It was not good weather to crash a boat in. I no. mean, not that there ever would be, but... If you had to pick but... a time to, to crash a boat, this was not the optimal time. It would time. not be that. So they when, they when the lifeboat hits the water, it just starts to fall apart. It's not a well-made lifeboat. It's, they said it was basically just looked like a big plastic orange raft. But it does have life jackets in it. But the mm. life jackets... Are there any jackets, floating doors? There are no floating doors. <laughs> they didn't need a door, but... 
I don't know. I didn't ask about the doors. <laughs> we did not have a rose jack situation. There is a box of life jackets and they're starting to distribute the life jackets, but the box is really high so they can't get into it to get to the life jackets on the bottom. So this whole thing is just like a shit show. It's like really poorly designed. The Everything's falling apart. The bench that Heidi is sitting on collapses. One of her feet gets pinned under the bench. The other foot goes through the bottom of the boat. Is this the one that's already knocked out? Uh, she's awake now. Remember, oh, she's she, 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 <laughs> she was starting to go unconscious. Yeah. Okay. But she was kind of said to herself, like, I cannot go unconscious. Don't go unconscious. Don't do it. <laughs> Stay awake. She's the one who's got her foot trapped. And their boat is just getting thrown against the bottom of the ferry over and over in these 15-foot waves. So just because they're in the lifeboat now doesn't mean that they're Surf's very safe. Yeah, it's crazy out there. They could see people on the ship trying to climb up to the side that hasn't sunk yet. And these people are sliding down. They're getting stuck in the rafters. They're sliding into the water. They Can I say just say, do just... people die on this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Is that no, okay? No. Well, no, before I made too much fun. Oh, no, this is, yeah, this is not a, so obviously the girls survive because they're on I Survived and they're telling the story. Okay. So the two girls are fine, but it is a huge, you know, tragic crash. And uh, yes, people do die. Okay. Condolences to the families. Yes. I should have done a preface to the story if you are, uh, I don't know, some sort of trigger warning or something. If you've. Been if you or a loved one has been a victim of a boat crash, don't listen. Turn it off. Turn this off right now. Sorry. I should have said that at the beginning. Sorry, guys. We're learning. This is a learning this experience. Learning. I'm just going to finish telling the story, but obviously this is a sad story, but uh, it does have a happy ending for these two girls. Okay. So that's there's a glimmer of hope. They say, so they have their life jackets and someone shows Christine how to turn her emergency light on the life jacket and says, you know, show everybody else on the boat. So they're turning their light lights on and they start seeing all these strobe lights of life jackets and they realize that there's hundreds of people in the water just floating and swimming. At least they've got a life jacket. At least they have a life jacket. Yes. Thank goodness for that. So people are in the water. Some of them start swimming towards their boat. Heidi reaches out and grabs a man who's in the water and starts pulling him up into the boat. But the other people in the boat are saying, no, no, like too many people in the lifeboat. Mm, yeah, don't yeah. No, like, don't bring him on. And she's like, I am not letting go of this guy. Like he will not be the reason I will not be the reason he doesn't make it. Out don't of this. Yeah. So she pulls him up and they end up rescuing two men. And all of a sudden they see a bright light and it turns out commercial fishermen heard the SOS call, got in their boats to rescue them. And these fishermen put their own lives at risk because it was so such bad weather. Yeah, right. But it was definitely a joint effort. They had British warships rush oh. to the scene, which I don't, I mean, what are they doing? What, what is they... a British warship? Sounds like battleship. It sounds huge as well. What are yeah. they just hanging around the harbor? I have no idea. They just popped out of the fog, like, you know, no big deal. The Greek Coast Guard is out there. Oh, so everyone's getting involved. Everybody's involved. They're all peeping their heads in and doing their part, which is awesome. Even people on the island, because they were so close to the island, drove their cars to the beach and put their headlights on to help guide in rescuers and survivors. Oh, Isn't that them. cool? Yeah, that's cool. I thought that was really nice. Two miles, I mean, depending on how cold the water is, two miles, especially if you have a life jacket on, you could swim that. Yeah, I know, right. It's. I mean, yeah. it's, it's. you would have to probably be a pretty decent swimmer. Mm-hmm. And depending on how rough the waves are, 
Right. But if the the waves the waves aren't crashing that far out from the shore, mm-hmm. it's just swell. So actually, that swell would be pushing you towards the shore. Right. So but fifteen foot waves. Yeah, is but it's not. Brutal. It's not actually waves. It's swell. It's like a lump of water. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's not. So it wouldn't seasick. be crashing on you. Yeah, it'd be terrible. But if you had a life jacket and you were a decent swimmer, you could swim two miles. Mm. You know, like especially if you needed to do it to survive, right. you could do it. Mm. Well, good to know. Yeah. If we're ever in that situation. I could do it. I'm sure you could do it. I don't think I could do it. I'm not that good I would of a swimmer. Help you. Thank you. That's really nice. Well, we'll just assume that we're on the lifeboat. 400 people were rescued, but the weather just keeps how many, getting. How many people were on it? Um, let's see. 470, 430. 473 and 61 crew members. Okay. Bit of, yeah, bit, bit of casualties there. So 400 people were rescued, but the weather is getting worse, so they have to call off the search at a certain point. The 340-foot ferry. God, I'm giving myself these tongue twisters. Mm. Next time, note to self. No tongue twisters. No alliteration. The 345-foot ship sank in just 38 minutes. Okay, so that, that reference, so future reference, um, if you're going to try and give yourself a reference point, four-hour Titanic, 38 minutes ferry. Right? That's so quick. It's very quick. It's extremely quick. But I imagine quick. a smaller ship would sink quicker. Yes. How big was the Titanic? Definitely bigger than 345 feet. <laughs> yeah. It was massive. Yes, obviously. That's totally what I was, was actually just thinking It was probably like three, over 3,000 feet. Duh. You know, like, I, I totally knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that we're not very good with, with data. Numbers, numbers and estimations. But I know it was very big. It was the biggest ship at the time, I think. Yes, it was the unsinkable. Mm. But How ironic. Not so much. Well. So this ferry sank in just 38 minutes, and in the end, 82 people died in the accident. So it was definitely a tragedy. So they must have saved more than 400 people then, in the end. Um, 400 and, I don't know, I can't do math right now. Yeah. Well, there, yeah, there must have been. Yeah, but anyway, some... that that's terrible, but, right. it, but it could have been a lot worse. It could have been worse. So what happened? Uh, it was discovered that the crew had put the shit. Sh- the shit. <laughs> oh my god, they they put that shit on autopilot. They did though. They put the ship on autopilot, which is funny Confusing because the girls. Ship and shit is very easy. It's so easy. Oh my goodness, it's very very. I think easy. That we did Just it in the first episode. Tongue twisters all around. <laughs> they discovered that the crew had put the ship on autopilot, which you can do, but you need a crew member watching to make sure you don't hit anything. The captain was asleep, and the crew was watching soccer on TV, Ugh, and that's okay. why nobody saw it. Wow. Right. So the captain and four crew members were charged with murder. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you that's, can't, you, that's your job. Yeah, I know. And you have a responsibility. I mean, it, it's the same as being if a you're pilot. a pilot. If you even if you're in a car, like if you're negligent in a car and it causes reckless death, then and yeah. this was such so much negligence. Yeah, fair so, enough. Okay. Yeah, the captain and the first mate were found guilty of criminal negligence and serial manslaughter. They got 16 and 19 years in jail, respectively. Okay. They, this, I found this on Wikipedia. So you know it must be true. <laughs> I think Wikipedia, someone just told me that Wikipedia has become a lot more factual recently. Yeah, they have people who fact check it. Like they're always policing that, yeah. you know, to make sure. I tried, my friend and I once put our names under the celebrity section of Menlo Park, which is where we live. 
And it was up there for like a day and then someone took it down. Yeah, I think they're pretty quick on it. Yeah, so they're pretty we good. We should try it again. Even though I have been in uh, productions and commercials and what have you. So, and we were on the front page of the Menlo Park newspaper. The Am- Almanac. The Almanac. The Almanac. The Almanac. Two years ago, we were on the front page. Yes. Anyway, this was on Wikipedia. This was from Professor David Molyneux. I'm going to go with that. Uh, he's a ship safety expert, and he said that the damage to the boat should not have sunk the ship, like just the damage from the islet. The ship sank because nine of its 11 watertight compartment doors were open, even though laws required the ship operators to close and lock the safety doors. Oh, so the thing would have just filled up like a... That's what this guy says. I don't know 100% if that's what the facts are but you know it was on wikipedia so okay. must be true so he said basically that the open doors were the most significant aspect of the sinking so who knows the point is that it was extremely avoidable yes yeah Very but sad. christine and heidi say that they were really grateful for the help they received from the people of peros which was the island they landed on and um they're both in seattle and one of them was working on a sculpture to put in Peros as a memorial. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get an update on that, but... Uh, Maybe we'll find an update. Yeah. So that is the story of Christine and Heidi going to Greece and having a not-so-bon voyage. That is a terrible is trip. It, yes. It that is, is a terrible trip. And they said, at the end of I Survived, they, tell, they say why they think they survived. And they said that they survived because they had each other. Oh. Which is very nice. There you go. Yeah. So never travel alone. Never travel alone. Always travel with a Christine. We'll save your ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Well, uh, once again, our condolences to the families and to the people involved in that terrible in accident. Greece. But also our very happy to hear that so many people did survive. Yes. Because that could have been way worse. It definitely good- could have been worse. Thank goodness for those Greek fishermen. Yeah, and all the other people involved. Yes, and the British warship. Mm. Who knows what they were doing out there? So any takeaways from this? I, I just actually just saw this on the spot. Any takeaways from this week? Any any tips? From the stories? Yeah. Um, just don't get on a boat. Never yeah. do it. It'll make you sick. Just stay on land. Stay on land. Yeah. Yeah. That's my takeaway. Okay. Uh, mine would be don't uh, don't. Don't volunteer to be part of a financial video for a dodgy company out but of China. But what if you get paid $15,000? I would do that. I would do that. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Plus, how fun. Yeah. Um, I've been in a corporate video or two. I hope that doesn't come back to get me arrested. Just don't do a financial one. Yeah. Be careful where you take selfies. Yes. You don't want to end up like the ice granny. Yeah. And we've talked about this on the show before as well, always to consider safety first when taking a picture. I'm pretty sure that in this instance... Old Granny Judith Strength thought she was okay. Right. But in, as a general rule of thumb, no picture is worth your life. Absolutely. Yep. And please, for the love of God, don't throw your coins <laughs> in the plane engine, people. Come on. If that's how I went, if that's how I died in a plane crash because someone threw their freaking coins in the plane engine, I would be so pissed. Yeah. That's not cool. That's not cool. Okay, we've ran over today oh well we had really good stories we did have good stories today i hope you enjoyed them as much as we enjoyed telling them thank you to chris once again for sending in the stories and if you want to get in contact with us and tell us what is in the news or if you also want to share your travel story make sure you hit us up on instagram or twitter at not so bon voyage and use the hashtag not so bon voyage and you can also find us online where our website is launched it's not so bon there's a contact form there you can send us an email 
it's not so bon voyage at Gmail. It's very easy. We're on brand. We're on brand. Everything is very easy. You can email us. You can get in contact with us through the website. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. So you never miss an episode. And it's been great. It has been great. I'm going to have to tell my next story next week. Okay. When we're in Carmel. Oh, my goodness. It's a good story as well. I can't wait. We're going to have a fireplace in the room, you guys. It's going to be amazing. It's amazing. Okay, until next time, guys, remember, if you're not safe... Well, no. (laughs) I knew you were going to mess that up. Uh, If... (laughs) Stay safe, and if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. What she said. Boom, motherfucker. Boom, what she said. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches. You stole my line. (laughs) See ya.